के माय डियर ब्रदर्स प्लीज हियर ऑल दीज ग्लोरीज ऑफ लॉर्ड चैतन्या दिस वर्स क्लियरली समराइजेस हिज एक्टिविटीज एंड कैरेक्टरिस्टिक्स कृष्णा एदुई वर्णा सदा यंद्रा मुखे अथवा कृष्णा के तीन हो वर्णिनी जसुके The two syllables Krishna are always in his mouth or he constantly describes Krishna with great pleasure Krishna varna sabdera artha duita paraman Krishna vinutandra muke nahi aise an These are two meanings of the word Krishna varna Indeed nothing else but Krishna issues from his mouth Ehatandre bale yadi Krishna varana hara visheshane thara karinivaran If someone tries to describe him as being of blackish complexion the next adjective kisa akrishnam immediately restricts him Dehakantye hayaten ho akrishna varan akrishna varane kahi pita varan His complexion is certainly not blackish. Indeed, his not being blackish indicates that his complexion is yellow. By performing the sacrifice, this is a verse from the Stavamala of Srila Rupa Goswami. By performing the sacrifice of congregational chanting of the holy name, learned scholars in the age of Kali worship Lord Krishna, who is now non-blackish. because of the upsurge of the feelings of Shrimati Radharani he is the only worshipable deity for the paramhansas who have attained the highest stage of the fourth order sanyas may that supreme personality of godhead lord chaitanya show us his causeless mercy pratyakshatan hara tapta kanchanera duti yanhara chataya agyanatamastati One can vividly see his glowing complexion of molten gold which dispels the darkness of ignorance. Jivera kalmal satamo nashakorivare anga upanga namana na astradhare. The sinful life of the living beings results from ignorance. To destroy that ignorance he has brought various weapons such as his plenary associates, his devotees and the holy name bhakti ravirodhi karma dharma va adharma thahara kalma sanama se mahatama the greatest ignorance consists of activities whether religious or irreligious that are opposed to devotional service they are to be known as sins bahutuli haribali prema drishtye chai koriya kalmasanasha premite bashai raising his arms chanting the holy name and looking upon all with deep love he drives away all sins and floods everyone with love of god may that supreme personality of godhead in the form of lord chaitanya bestow his causeless mercy upon us His smiling glance at once drives away all the bereavements of the world and his very words enliven the auspicious creepers of devotion by expanding their leaves 
taking shelter of those lotus feet, invokes transcendental love of God at once. Sri Anga Sri Mukha Yekare Darshan Tarapapakshaya Hoya Pai Premadhan Anyone who looks upon his beautiful body or beautiful face becomes freed from all sins and obtains the wealth of love of Godhead. Anya avatari sabha sanya shatra sange chaitanya krishnera sanya ange pupange. In other incarnations, the Lord descended with armies and weapons, but in this incarnation, his soldiers are his plenary parts and associates. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is always the most worshipable deity of the demigods, including Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma, who came in the garb of ordinary men, bearing love for him. He instructs his own pure devotional service to his own devotees. Will he again be the object of my vision? Angopanga astrakari svakarya sadan anga sabder artha arasuna diaman his plenary parts and associates perform the work of weapons as their own specific duties. Please hear from me another meaning of the word anga. Anga shabde angsakahe shastra paraman angira avyaya upang vyakyan. According to the evidence of the revealed scriptures, a bodily limb, anga, is also called a part, angsa, and a part of a limb is also called a partial part, upanga. O Lord of Lords, you are the seer of all creation. You are indeed everyone's dearest life. <coughs> are you not therefore my father, Narayan? Narayan refers to one whose abode is in the water born from Nara, Garbhodakshayi Vishnu. And that Narayan is your plenary portion. All your plenary portions are transcendental, they are absolute and are not creations of Maya. Jalasai antaryami ye Narayan Narayan The manifestation of the Narayan who predominates in everyone's heart as well as the Narayan who lives in the waters Karana, Garba, and Kshira is your plenary portion and therefore you are the original Narayan. The word Anga indeed refers to plenary portions. Such manifestations should never be considered products of the material nature for they are all transcendental, full of knowledge and full of bliss. Adoita Nityananda Chaitanya Raduyang Angira Avyayagana Kohiya Upang Sri Adwaita Prabhu and Sri Nityananda Prabhu are both plenary portions of Lord Chaitanya. Thus, they are the limbs, Anga, of his body. The parts of these two limbs are called the Upangas. Angopanga Tiksha Ashtra Prabhura Sahite Sesaba Ashtra Haya Pashandadalite Thus, the Lord is equipped with sharp weapons in the form of his parts and plenary portions. All these weapons are competent enough to crush the faithful, faithless atheists. Nityananda Gosai Sakshat Haladhar Adwaita Acharya Gosai Sakshari 
Sri Nityananda Gosai is directly Haladhar, Lord Balaram, and Advaita Charya is the personality of Godhead himself. Sri Vasadi Parishada Sanya Sangilaya Duisena Pati Bule Kirtana Kariya these two captains with their soldiers, such as Srivas Thakur, travel everywhere chanting the holy name of the Lord. Asanda Dalanavana Nityanandarai Acharya Hankari Papa Pashandi Palai. Lord Nityananda's very features indicate that he is the subduer of the unbelievers. All sins and unbelievers flee from the loud shouts of Advaita Acharya. <coughs> Sankirtana Prabhatarka. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Sankirtana Jagyetandre Bhaji Sedanya. Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya is the initiator of Sankirtan, of the holy name. One who worships him through Sankirtan is fortunate indeed. Seta Sumeda Ara Kabudi Samsara Sarva Yagya Haite Krishna Nama Yagya Sara. Such a person is truly intelligent, whereas others who are but a poor fund of knowledge must endure a cycle of repeated birth and death. Of all sacrificial performances, the chanting of the Lord's holy name is the most sublime. Purport, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the father and inaugurator of the Sankirtan movement. One who worships him by sacrificing his life, money, intelligence, and words. For the Sankirtan movement is recognized by the Lord endowed with his blessings. All others may be said to be foolish, but all sacrifices in which man may apply his energy, a sacrifice made for the Sankirtan movement is the most glorious. Kotiaswameda eka Krishna namasam yeka hisepa sandi danditariyam One who says that ten million Ashwameda sacrifices are equal to the chanting of the holy name of Krishna. He is undoubtedly an atheist. He is sure to be punished by Yamaraj. <laughs> These beautiful slokas that we have read this morning so wonderfully describe <coughs> this particular <coughs> verse from the Srimad Bhagavatam Krishna Varnam Tusa Krishnam Sangopanga Shaparashanam Jagyai Sankirtanayam Yajente Hishumedasham Kaviraj Goswami is giving his purport and is just explaining how in every incarnation the Lord appears with weapons Anga can mean weapon or can also mean part. <clears throat> so he's explaining how the weapon of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are his plenary portions or his devotees, his associates. I was just thinking as an il illustration of this example. Kaviraj Goswami is ex describing how the weapons are the devotees. An ultimate weapon is the holy name. 
the devotees are delivering the holy name. Just like you have in the army today, you have weapons such as a rifle. Huh? So the devotee is like the rifle and the bullet is like the holy name. Huh? <laughs> because the rifle that is not shooting bullets is a useless rifle. <laughs> and similarly, the holy name cannot enter into us unless it is pushed forward by a rifle. So in this sense, <coughs> Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he is the supreme personality of Godhead, and he uses his divine devotees as weapons to penetrate the hearts of the diseased people of Kali Yuga with the holy name of the Lord. What is your question? Uh, we are the rifle or are we the ones who are getting the words? <laughs> you are getting shot right now. <laughs> but after getting shot, you are supposed to shoot. <laughs> so this is a wonderful example. He's explaining how how loving Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is of all incarnations. When Krishna appeared, uh, Sudarshan Chakra. Ram, he had his bows and arrows. Parasaram had his axe. Nrsingadev had his formidable nails. Varahadev had his tusks. Uh, in this way, the various incarnations, they destroyed the demoniac class of men. But Lord Goranga, his weapons are his divine associates. Because those associates, they travel here and there and everywhere to deliver the sweet nectar of the holy name, which kills, it murders the atheistic and the ignorant mentality of the people in this age of Kali Yuga. One Srila Prabhupada would sometimes speak like this. They would, sometimes devotees would complain about how various atheists, they would um, misuse devotees. And they would say, what to do? He would say, kill them. And the devotees would become very shocked. You're telling us to kill them? He said, yes. You kill their atheism. You kill their materialism. You kill their envy with the weapon of the holy name. We are not interested in killing bodies. We are interested in killing ignorance. Just like the sun kills darkness. How does it kill it? By dispelling it. It can no longer exist. So the holy name has this effect. The holy name has this power. Krishna Surya Samaya Hayandakara Yahan Krishna Tahanai Maya Radhika. That Krishna's name is like the sun. And in the presence of that sun, darkness, ignorance cannot exist. It is automatically, simultaneously dispelled in the presence of the sun. But the holy name, as we were discussing yesterday, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu so kindly distributed to the masses 
to his devotees. He personally taught the process through congregational chanting, through preaching with great humility the importance of chanting. And then he dispatched his various associates and devotees on his behalf to go to all parts of the world as his representative to distribute the sweet nectar of Harinam. And therefore, as we were reading yesterday, uh, the Lord is so dear to such a devotee who is willing to risk his life, who is willing to accept persecution, ridicule, embarrassment on behalf of him. Such a person becomes the very life and soul of Lord Chaitanya. And he is willing to do anything and everything to show his favor to such a devotee. Such as Srila Haridas Thakur, Sri Nityananda Prabhu. Of all the associates of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who have distributed the holy name, these two are most prominent, Lord Nityananda and Haridas Thakur. And it is very interesting to mark that the principal manifestation that is recognized in regard to their glory is when they were very, very brutally misused by others. Sri Nityananda Prabhu, he is considered the manifestation that spread the glories of the holy name farther and wider than anybody. And Haridas Thakur is considered to be the Namacharya. And when we think of Haridas Thakur, we think of how in the process of chanting, of spreading the glories of the holy name, how he was beat brutally in 22 marketplaces by executioners. And yet, he, with great tolerance, he forgave them. While these ex Lord Chaitanya, during the Mahaprakash, he called Haridas Thakur, and he told him, Haridas, do you remember when you were being beaten through the 22 marketplaces? And those, those terrible, terrible people were beating you with canes and whips, just slandering you, blaspheming you with the most horribly harsh, filthy words. Just their words alone would have killed an ordinary man. But to speak of, on top of their words, their, 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 their powerful, brutal beatings, sticks. At that time, seeing my devotees suffering such a condition, I took my Sudarshan-chakra and sent it to kill them. But then I saw your face. And you were praying from the core of your heart. You were praying, my dear Lord, please forgive them. If, I have, if, if there is any pious activities I have ever performed, please let it be to save these two men, to bring them Krishna Prema. So knowing your compassion, I understood that if I were to kill these men, this would make you feel worse than the beatings that were upon you. So therefore, I had to take those beatings upon my own body. 
And in the same way, Lord Nityananda, we were describing when they were when he was out preaching the glories of the holy name, trying to glorify the Lord by going to the most fallen of all fallen souls, Jagai and Madhai. When Madhai smashed him in the head with pot, Sri Goranga Mahaprabhu was ready to kill them with his Sudhachan chakra. He came to the scene. And Lord Nityananda, he begged, please, do not kill me. Did not hurt me. If I have if I have gained any spiritual or pious credits by my devotional service throughout my life, let that go to to cleansing them of these sins. Please protect them. So these two greatest acharyas of the holy name had both the same thing in common. They were both willing to risk their lives, endure any amount of pain and suffering, for the sake of delivering the holy name to those who were suffering in the darkness of ignorance. So therefore, when the Lord allows his devotee to be put in a situation of being misunderstood, being persecuted, it is not that these devotees simply were, were beaten, but they were presented in a completely, terribly inaccurate way. I mean, their names, fames, and reputations to society were being ruined in one sense. Haridas Thakur was, was labeled as a, <clears throat> amongst the Muslims, he was labeled as a person who was completely offensive to the, to the Islamic tradition by worshiping idols and chanting the names of God, completely a, an outcast of the Muslims. And for the Hindus, he was considered, the, the word was spreading about him that he was, that he was ruining Hinduism. That he was nothing but an outcast and untouchable, and he somehow or other, the divine mantras were, were, were obtained by him, which are secret mantras, and he was destroying the sanctity of the whole Hindu religion by, by this untouchable person freely distributing that which is only meant to be given upon secret initiations between guru and disciple, which is meant to be shared amongst only the highest Brahmin class. Very terribly blasphemed. And we were describing yesterday the masses of the people. They did not appreciate Nityananda Prabhu. They thought he was a madman. They thought he was crazy. They thought he was some thought he was working for bands of dacoits just to look and to see how everybody's houses are organized so that they can go in and break through, rob them. In this way, they were unpopular and physically harassed terribly but they were willing to endure it and continue on with faith and devotion in the will of the Lord and this is why these two great personalities are most celebrated the Lord has glorified them by putting them through such situations so the Lord actually when he puts his devotees in these conditions to the common materialistic person or a faithless devotee even such conditions appear to be a result of bad karma or a simple reaction or something like that. But for those who actually understand the leela of the Lord, for those who are wise in this field, they see that actually this, the Lord is so kind that he is allowing this devotee to go through the same type of um, glorification as Haridas Thakur, Nityananda, Prahlad Maharaj, the 
Pandavas and so many other great personalities who were preachers of the holy name. In the, in the life of Prahlad, his father was very angry with him. But when was he most angry? He was most angry when he was preaching this message to the other children. If you want to be a nonsense rascal yourself, somehow or other I could tolerate it. And we tried to kill you, we could not, but somehow or other we'll, we'll learn to tolerate it. But when he was found that he was converting all his friends to the chanting of the Holy Name, that was intolerable. Through the process, Prahlad has become the most glorified example of a true Acharya of the Holy Name. So, these such devotees become the life and soul of the Lord Himself. And describing here that these are the Ashtras, these are the Angas, these are the weapons of the Lord, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, His empowered devotees, His empowered representatives. They are His weapons. And it is described here that these weapons, they are penetrating people's hearts with the holy name of Krishna. <clears throat> and here such a beautiful glorification of the holy name is given by Srila Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami. <clears throat> he is saying that... Hmm, Such a truly intelligent, whereas others who have but a forefront of knowledge must endure the cycle of birth and death. Of all sacrificial performances, the chanting of the holy name is most sublime. And Prabhupada describes here how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the father and inaugurator of the Sankirtan movement. And this is very important because what does it mean to, to make the sacrifice of chanting the holy name? It is a great sacrifice to simply chant. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also explained that part of the sacrifice, a very, very important and essential part of the sacrifice, is not only to chant but to facilitate others to chant. And how do we make that sacrifice? Through four processes. Through sacrificing our life, our money, our intelligence, and our words. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very seriously stressed that it is through these four that one can perform the sacrifice of rendering service to the Supreme Lord in the Sankirtan movement. The first, most important, is if you can sacrifice your life. To sacrifice your life means to completely surrender everything to have no outside interest, to no, have no, no independent um, consideration in your life, to simply be an instrument in the hands of Sri Guru and Gauranga. 
to sacrifice one's life means real sannyas. Sannyas means sacrificing of life. It means money, intelligence, words, body, mind, words, everything. Everything is simply for Krishna. You hold nothing back. Next is to sacrifice one's money. Because people work so hard. And the fruit of their work is their money. So to dedicate that money to assist the great preachers in the Sankirtan movement, that is the second type of sacrifice. Next is intelligence. To sacrifice intelligence means to read the Holy Scriptures. This is a sacrifice. <clears throat> to try to understand the teachings and to try to convince others. That means to sacrifice one's words. That is the fourth subject. Intelligence also means, according to one, to give counseling, advice, to the devotees. Sometimes, like we see, devotees, they go, they, they approach um, well-wishers to ask particular advice in fields that they are not very aware of, sometimes legal advice, sometimes advice in, um, like at Nubrindavan, so many well-wishers, they advice how to take care of cows, how to take care of the, um, the land. So in this way, inducing people to sacrifice their intelligence. So really, a preacher is always trying to get people to somehow or other make a sacrifice of life, money, intelligence, and words. For a devotee, the sacrifice of words means to preach. means to describe the glories of the Lord, means to chant his holy name. So not only are we trying ourselves to sacrifice our life, money, intelligence of words, but we're also trying somehow or other to engage everyone in one of these four processes. It's like the spiritual master, his direct disciples, like brahmacharis, some dedicated grihastas, he is teaching them how to sacrifice their life the congregational members of the community. He is trying to convince them to sacrifice money. That's something that they can do. Others' intelligence in words. And when a devotee goes out on Sankirtan on behalf of Guru, if he gets somebody to give some donation, he's engaging him in the Sankirtan movement because they're making a sacrifice of money. If such a person when, we, when the devotees go out to, to chant the holy names, if somebody just appreciates the beauty of the dancing, if someone just appreciates the book that they received, that is a sacrifice of their intelligence. That their intelligence is actually appreciating Krishna. And if somebody just says, oh, these Hare Krishnas are very nice, 
Oh, I met a devotee. He's very nice. That is a sacrifice of words. So somehow or other, life, money, intelligence, and words, according to a particular person's capacity, we are trying to get them to um, engage in Krishna's um, service in this way. The highest standard is life. Life means everything. Second highest standard is money. To give money is a great sacrifice because you're working so hard. It's such a major part of your life. You can't give life if you cannot give money. Intelligence. You, can, you don't have to work so hard, but you can, you can give some advice. You can give some, some help through your intelligence or through your words. So in this way, the devotees are always trying to engage in these four ways, every living being, in the service of the Sankirtan movement, knowing it to be a sacrifice which will, and anyone who makes the sacrifice of utilizing life, money, intelligence, or words for this movement of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is guaranteed a human birth in his next life. It's a great benediction. Any questions? They are guaranteed a human birth in their next life because they have begun their spiritual life. Reading of holy scriptures, how do we know whether it is sacrifice or even that would sometimes be sent All of these four principles are only really connected to the Sankirtan movement so long as it is coming through the weapons or the devotees of the Lord. In other words, if you are if your reading of the scriptures is under the guidance of an empowered representative of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then it is a sacrifice. Otherwise, it may just be sense gratification. Hmm? with you. That will determine exactly what type of life. But it will be a human birth and you will have the facility to continue your spiritual advancement. That is guaranteed. Any other questions? That same. You will see Krishna. Therefore, how to chant and when? 
we have to the Yuga Avatar, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Because the Vedas give us so many different ways. <coughs> he said that Hari, Hari Nama, Hari Nama, Hari Nama, Eva Kevala. Specifically, it says the name of Hari should be chanted in the age of Kali. Hmm? So Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has taught us. Throughout Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says to Arjuna, this is my opinion. His opinion is absolute. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has selected the name of Krishna. He is the supreme absolute truth. We accept his opinion. We accept, we accept understanding of the Veda through him. Here Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is personally and directly proving the supremacy of the sacred syllable Om. Hmm? But after he convinces them of all this, what does he teach them? the name of Krishna. spoke Bhagavad Gita, he gave the supreme truth. He said, there's, after knowing this, there's nothing left to be known. He, described, he tells us this in the Gita. After knowing this, Arjuna, there's nothing left to be known. Because of deviation from the principles of Bhagavad Gita, in order to restore morality to society, he appeared as Buddha. To re-establish the authority of this of the Vedas, he appeared as Shankaracharya. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught Bhagavad Gita. He taught that original message where there's nothing further to be known. But he taught it in a in a sublime way. Krishna simply instructed us how to love him. But Lord Chaitanya taught us practically in day-to-day -day life by his own example how to practice Bhagavad Gita. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is teaching nothing different than what Krishna taught in Gita, but he's teaching us how to do it in this age of Kali Yuga. Whereas other, whereas these other avatars that you're speaking of, they were not teaching Sanatana Dharma in its full, like Krishna and Lord Chaitanya. They were preaching according to a specific time and circumstance in an emergency situation just to save society from total degradation. Hmm? So they were like emergency avatars. <laughs> Do you understand? Yes. You find Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he's constantly quoting Bhagavad Gita. <coughs> you do not find him so much quoting Buddha or Shankar. Rather, he's defeating them. <laughs> but at the same time, he has the highest respect for them. He understands that Buddha is an avatar and Shankar is an avatar. 
and they had their purpose, and he's actually appreciating their purpose. But at the same time, he's trying to reestablish the highest principles that Krishna originally, at the, at the, before the Kali Yuga began, Krishna established the highest principles of pure love of God. So he was simply reviving that original message through his example, through his life. Yes? In this Hare Krishna Mahamantra, we, when we chant Hare, it refers to energy, that is Hara. But in one of the lectures I heard of Sri Gandhu, he is saying that refers to Hari. Hare refers to Hari. Is that mentioned somewhere? Hari meaning what? Hari means that is Lord Krishna's name. Hari refers specifically to Sri Radharani in the sense that Radha and Krishna are the same you can say like that Krishna and Radha are the same but at the same time they are different they have separated eternally the loving exchange but specifically the name Hare is the address of Sri Radharani we cannot approach Krishna except through Radharani. Therefore, this Hare Krishna mantra is very important. Others who only chant the name of Krishna, they will have much greater difficulty in purifying their lives. The one who first invokes the mercy of Sri Radharani, then it becomes much, it becomes simple. Okay? According to all the Gaudiya Vaishnava charges, the name Hare is always enunciated to mean Sri Radharani. That is the conclusion. It is for this reason that Nimbaka Charja thought Radhe Krishna, Radhe Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Radhe Radhe, Radhe Sham, Radhe Sham, 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 Radhe Radhe. In the Nimbaka Sampradaya they chant that mantra. Simply because so many people want to think that Hare means something other than Radha. Jaitanya Mahaprabhu and all of his acharyas have very specifically explained Hare is Radha. But still, some people like to, because the name Hare could indicate so many ideas. So the Nimbarka's followers decided, let's just say Radhe, then nobody has any problem. Radhe Krishna, Radhe Krishna. And according to the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, Ram could mean Parasaram, Ram can mean Balaram, Ram can be Ramchandra. But the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, when they chant Ram, they mean Radha Raman. Krishna. So Nimbak says, well, they're missing. So many people are saying Hari means this and Ram means this. Krishna, nobody has any problem. So they left Krishna the same. But they made Hari into Radhe. 
Nobody has any questions who Radhe is. If you don't like it, you join another Sampradaya. <laughs> and as far as Ram, so many interpretations, but if you say Sham, everybody knows Sham is Krishna. There's no other avatar that's named Sham except Krishna. So there's no difference. These, these mantras, Radhe Krishna, Radhe Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Radhe Radhe, Radhe Sham, Radhe Sham, Sham Sham, Radhe Radhe. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, They are identical. They are exactly the same mantra. But Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he took the Maha Mantra because that is in the Shastra. The Yugala Mantra is the same names, but it is expounded through various acharyas from the Shastra. But the Hare Krishna Mantra is specifically in the Shastra. Huh? So therefore, with his explanation, he has taught his disciples to chant it. So we accept Ram as Balaram? Radharaman, Shamsundra. Although it's all. At other places, Prabhupada says that it's... Uh, Prabhupada says it's all. But this is the particular meditation. There was a time when devotees were arguing. One devotee was saying, Ram means, I was listening to tape, Prabhupada was explaining that he got a letter. I even have that letter, is his reply. One devotee, 